The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Because I would never do that to you guys. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, of course. Lots to talk about, about what happened yesterday in the NFL. I am so pumped up. For Monday night football night, a couple of my former teams. And then tomorrow we'll have the power rankings. See where everybody shakes out in the only officially sanctioned, not really NFL power rankings. We'll have a new spread the word winner this week. We'll have a new sponsor confirmation email winner. I'm all out of Madden's, but I still have some cool things to give away this week that I will be letting you know about. And you can still, by the way, get a story at myfrontpagestory.com and have a great chance to be the sponsor confirmation email winner. We have so many good sponsors these days. Babbel, Uncommon Goods, Raycon, LinkedIn, ExpressVPN. Lots of them are perfect for the holidays, by the way. So just head over to rostucker.com. That is the place where you want to be. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I love when we get new YouTube subscribers that just want to check out some of the clips from the other shows. Or maybe they watch the whole show. I don't know. And I love when I see new comments. Try to respond, by the way, to as many of the YouTube comments as I possibly can. Speaking of shout-outs, how about our latest patron, John Haverty. H-A-V-E-R-T-Y. I love when we get patrons. And by the way, Steve and I had a very good week so far on the Even Money Podcast. You probably want to go to patreon.com slash RT Media to make sure you're a patron. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Good morning, Ross. Themes, thoughts, anything else on an macro level you want to talk about from week 13 before we break down each of these games sure by the way let me just say this for the record brian is just landed on a red eye coming back from los angeles and he's got another connection to get home he's in the food court or something somewhere i mean brian is a hard-working son of a gun brian's a rock star and we appreciate it 
greatly. Uh, that needs to be noted. We both are. I mean, this is this is the life we've chosen during football season. At any rate, big news with Carolina Panthers firing Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator. Kind of interesting with only five games left and only giving their guys the opportunity to coach Cam Newton for what, two games? And it's interesting. I, I guess on some level, Matt Rule feels like he's given them three guys. He's given them Bridgewater. He's given them Darnold. He's given them Cam now. And Brady still hasn't found a way to be able to manufacture very many points. But their old line leaves a lot to be desired. And I'm not sure any of those three quarterbacks are really great. But, you know, I think the other thing is, I think Rule realizes Brady is sort of the apple of some other programs, whether it's head coach or coordinator in college or whatever, their eyes, head coach in college, whatever, in the NFL, and probably just thinks he'd rather move on now, let Joe Brady go somewhere else and get somebody different. Pretty interesting uh, that the Carolina Panthers, Sunday at 1, like when all the games are going on, that's when they made the announcement. A little bit bizarre, but whatever. Some of the other themes, Bri, how about Gardner Minshew? I mean, we're going to talk about Gardner Minshew in a little bit, but this guy was almost perfect and shows the value of having a good backup quarterback. He was their third-string quarterback. The Eagles traded a six-round pick for Gardner Minshew? Are you kidding me? You want to talk about... I mean, he already paid off the six-round pick. He won a football game for them. Six-round pick, you would give up every six-round pick if it guaranteed a win. And Gardner Minshew got that for them. So that was very impressive. The Lions. The Lions won. I am so happy for my brief former teammate, Dan Campbell, in Dallas in the offseason of 03 before I got cut by Parcells. But, man, I posted the video at Ross Tucker NFL. I am so, so happy for Dan Campbell and those guys on the team. Alex Anzalone, who I've known since he was four years old from my hometown of Wyoming, Pennsylvania, who, by the way, is 15-0 and in the state championship game on Saturday. Went to their game Friday night. Can't tell you how much I loved it. So, anyway, the Lions win. And I'm thrilled for those guys. I have no idea what the Vikings were doing on that last play, not protecting the goal line. That is horrific coaching in that situation. But for that day, the Lions are not going to go winless. They got to win. They got to tie. And they still right now would have the number one overall pick. So I don't care if they win another game. They got one, which is what I wanted them to have. Uh, you know, two other themes, Bri, I would say. I continue to be disappointed by the officiating. I really do. And I think we need to be better somehow. And here's what I'll tell you. The officiating in the Jets-Eagles game was very one-sided in favor of the Eagles. And you guys know, I do Eagles preseason games on TV. I do their pregame on the radio. So I watch the Eagles very closely. The Jets got a raw deal in that game. 
I mean, there's four or five examples where I felt like the Jets got shafted. Uh, Robert Sala was losing his mind, and I don't blame him. I just feel like it needs to be better. I thought Travis Kelsey fumbled last night. I thought that was disappointing. You know, he had the ball in his hands. He had two feet down, and he tucked the ball away. That was a football move. That's the element of time that we're talking about. So, I don't know. I I, I am... I, I think we need to do more and better with the technology to help these guys because they're the best we've got. The game moves at super speed when you're actually out there. You know, and I'm doing sideline for West whenever it's flying. TV does not do it justice because everything's slower and then you get slow-mo. It's not nearly as easy for the actual officials that are out there. And I guess the last theme, Bri, heart of a champion a little bit yesterday for the Steelers and the Seahawks. Big Ben, Russell Wilson, those guys uh, are not just going to, you know, lay down and end their careers in these cities and maybe their career period uh, by laying down. I, I was I was impressed by the heart of a champion, I would describe it as both those teams. By the way, you know what Bry is doing right now in the airport? He's using the internet with ExpressVPN because it's public Wi-Fi. You don't want to leave your keys in your car while you run in the gas station for a snack. I mean, most of the time you're probably fine, but what would happen if you come back to see someone driving off with your car? It's just not smart. It doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone. All you really need is some cheap hardware. I mean, a smart 12-year-old could do it. Your data is valuable. Hackers make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. ExpressVPN gives you the encrypted tunnel. It's super secure. It's easy to use. It works on all devices. So if you're not at home, if you're in a hotel or on a plane or in the airport like Bry, secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Tucker. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash Tucker. And you can get an extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. All right, let's start with the Dolphins, who won their fifth straight by beating the Giants 20-9. to So Daniel Jones, even though he reportedly practiced all week, was not cleared for contact, did not play, and apparently there are reports out there that he's unlikely to play this week either. So Mike Glennon got the start. But then Mike Glennon, we've been told, suffered a concussion. I think he played the whole game but just suffered the symptoms afterwards, perhaps. So Mike Glennon suffers a concussion. So the Giants might have to start Jake from, potentially Jake from State from next game. Wow. Uh, Tua had another strong game. I mean, Tua did what Tua does now. Tua is not letting the Dolphins trade for Deshaun Watson. That's what he's going out there to try to do right now. 
and it's been impressive. Uh, the Dolphins' defense was good again, getting after Mike Glennon. They've got some young studs on that side of the ball. They've played well consistently now for a while. And Tua is just in a groove right now, especially getting the ball to Waddle. And they only put 20 points up. But the Dolphins, you know, the Eagles only put seven points up against the Giants, who have a pretty decent defense. But the Dolphins are in a groove now. Tucks takes. Jonathan Taylor, fifth player in NFL history with a rushing touchdown in at least 10 consecutive games. Colts shut out the Texans, 31 zip. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Texans would be a little bit more competitive than this. Zach Cunningham did not play for them, which is a big loss for disciplinary reasons. I don't know what's going on with the Texans. But you have Justin Reed last week, Zach Cunningham this week. These are guys that are two of their best young players, which makes this even more concerning that these guys are being held out for disciplinary reasons. What they should have done is suspended Zach Cunningham if they could, because he got a big guarantee on his contract next year, but you can get out of the guarantee if there's a suspension. So they should have suspended him, whatever the disciplinary reason is. Uh, Kenny Moore had a sweet interception on the first play for the Colts. Muhammad and Ture both had big games uh, rushing the passer. It was so bad for the Texans that Tyrod Taylor, who I thought was, you know, coming back and giving them some support, you know, giving them, a chance. He was terrible. He got benched for Davis Mills. Davis Mills wasn't good. And Jonathan Taylor got back on track of having beastly football games. Tux takes. Amon Ross St. Brown. First touchdown in the NFL with no time remaining. That catch gave the Lions their first win of the year. 29-27 over the Vikings. Shout out to KJ, our buddy KJ, Christopher Jackson, who does a lot of stuff for our site as well as myfrontpagestory.com. Man, we needed, uh, he needed that win as a Lions fan. Amon Ra St. Brown had a big day, including that game-winning touchdown. You know, I'll give Jared Goff a lot of credit. He had an impressive game-winning drive after the prior fourth down fumble Cost the Lions the lead. Um, Golf had a good game overall. But they're up 23-21. And he uh, holds on to the ball. Terrible pocket awareness. Strip sacked. Vikings take the lead on a touchdown. Golf was going to be the GOAT again. But no. He let him down for a touchdown drive, which was awesome. I thought it was – I was surprised that Charles Harris and the Lions defensive line – surprisingly really got after Kirk Cousins in this game. Uh, Cousins was okay. Even after Thielen went out, he just kept going to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, 11 catches, 182 yards. He is a dominant, dominant football player. Tucks takes. Eagles beat the Jets 33-18. to As you mentioned, Gardner Minshew. Uh... Eagles scored on their first seven drives yesterday. Unreal, right? Gardner Minshew, we didn't even know he was going to play till you know, like an hour before the game or whatever. I mean, until the inactives, Jalen Hurts had said earlier in the week that he would be good to go. But I think the Eagles understand 
that hurts his ability to run is such a huge part of what he does that they wanted to make sure he was healthy enough to 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 be able to do that and try to get him healthy for after the bye. And they traded the six-round pick for Gardner Minshew for a reason. And he showed exactly why. In fact, I'm telling you, Brian, especially if you watch the game, especially in the first half, but really the entire game, Gardner Minshew was in the zone. He was absolutely in the zone, presented by AutoZone. He finished 20 of 25. That's 80%, obviously. But here's the deal. His first two incompletions were throwaways. He was 14 of 15 in the first half, but the only incompletion was a screen pass that the Jets had covered, so he threw it into the dirt. And then his second incompletion, nobody was open to, he threw the ball out of bounds. I don't know how many real misses Gardner Minshew even had in this game. 133.7 passer rating, two touchdowns, 242 yards, connected on his first 11 attempts of the game as the Eagles went down three straight times for touchdowns. Then it was four times in a row for field goals. But they needed it because Zach Wilson and the Jets were actually balling themselves in the first half. So anyway, Gardner Minshew, clearly the in the zone presented by AutoZone player of the week. He earned it. But early on, it looked like it might be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was playing very well in the first half as the Jets scored touchdowns on their first three drives. But their poor field goal kicker, who had never played before an NFL game, Crestman, I think, they signed him. It's his first game. Bry, he missed his first two extra points. And the Jets didn't score again the rest of the game. He will be fired today. So unfortunate. That will probably be the only NFL game he ever plays in. And his two kicks, he missed both. And that's the thing, like as a kicker with no track record, he knows it. He knows. Meanwhile, on the other on the other side, Jake Elliott made four field goals for the Eagles. He's been money all year, even though the special teams were not great for the Eagles. I mentioned earlier the Jets got a really raw deal, I thought, from the officials. Eagles offensive line beastly yet again. Miles Sanders was very good, but then he rolled his ankle again. So the bye is coming at the right week. Jason Kelsey was banged up. Bye is coming at exactly the right week for the Eagles. They need all those guys to heal. And they need their defense. Their defense, kudos to the Eagles for figuring it out after they gave up touchdowns on the first three drives. Tucks takes. Fair touchdowns in the air. A couple more on the ground for Kyler Murray. Cardinals beat the Bears 33-22. to And weather was not pretty there. Glad I was not at that game. No, you're right. Looked horrible. Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. It was a pick fest. I don't even – I need like an update on Justin Fields' injury. I don't even know what it is. or But hopefully he can – I think was his back. I hope he can get out there soon. There's no point in playing Andy Dalton at this point. Kyler Murray showed no rust. He ran a lot. I think it was the most yards running that Kyler Murray's had all year, which I guess is a little surprising coming off the injury. Uh, David Montgomery is really the lone bright spot for the Bears at this point. He had 141 yards of total offense. Jordan Hicks 
and Chandler Jones both had big games on defense for Arizona. Um, but that was about it. I mean, Hicks had a couple sacks, was great. Chandler Jones was great. A lot of people got after Andy Dalton, and the Cardinals took care of business. Tux takes. 317 passing yards for Justin Herbert. Chargers beat the Bengals 41-22. Right, and the Bengals' offensive line really struggled without their right tackle, Riley Reef, their starting center, Trey Hopkins. I mean, the Chargers got six sacks. Even after they lost Joey Bosa with a concussion, uh, you know, it was so bad. Joe Burrow dislocated his pinky. It was going the wrong direction. I give him a ton of credit. He stayed in the game and actually led a comeback, led an impressive comeback by the Bengals. They overcame, you know, Jamar Chase turning a short touchdown into an interception when he bobbled the ball. But the play of the game was Mixon fumbles as the Bengals. I think the Bengals were about to go take the lead. Mixon fumbled. Uh, Tavon Campbell Picked, scooped it up, took it back to the other way. And that was like, that took all the wind out of the sails of the Bengals' comeback attempt. It was just like, uh, at that point, they were done. Tux takes. Brady to Gronk twice. Bucks win 30 to 18 over the Falcons. And Brady had a terrible pick six. He threw the ball right to Marlon Davidson on a screen. Obviously, he didn't see him. And the Falcons still couldn't cover the spread for people that may have cared about that via the Even Money podcast. Very, very disappointing. Because the thing is, is Matt Ryan actually had a pretty good game, even though the Bucks were all over him. The Falcons ran the ball better than I thought they would but they still only scored 10 points on offense. And it was early. They ran the ball down the Fal- uh, the Bucks' throat on the one drive for a Mike Davis touchdown. Then they, get a, they have to settle for a chip shot field goal. And that was it. That was the only points they got on offense the rest of the game. Uh, Gronk had a big day. Godwin set NFL high for this year, 15 catches. That's the thing with the Bucks. You really don't know who the guy is going to be that game. Tux takes. Cooper Cup, 129 receiving yards, and the Rams, 37-7 win over the Jags. Cup becomes the sixth NFL player to record at least 90 receiving yards in eight straight games, this being in the Super Bowl era. How was um, how was the press box food, Bray? Never disappoints. Uh, shrimp and grits. Hash Ooh, brown casserole. So they went kind of breakfast and lunch stuff. Uh, shrimp and grits, by the way, was very good. Didn't didn't look very good, but it tasted good. It kind of looked like when my dog eats grass and he throws up a couple minutes later. Nice, but but it it it, it tasted good. They also had um, biscuits and gravy, collard greens, which I did not partake, and prepackaged sandwiches, uh, like grilled chicken wraps, chicken pesto pita. Uh, and their usual gluttony of candy and chips. So overall, solid performance as always. Nice. Like it. So I actually didn't have a game this weekend. But I will give some shout-outs. 
Shout out to Joe Wade uh, at Rams Pint House in Perkasie, Pennsylvania. I had a couple of nice beers there before my Why Missing game, and I had a delicious burger. It was called the Cuz, and I went with my cousin, so we both got the Cuz burgers from Rams Pint House in Perkasie, which is awesome. And then um, Saturday, actually went to Trogues. My buddy Jason Kidwell from Trogues hooked us up. And uh, did a nice little Trogues private tour and um, had, what did I get? Oh, the grilled chicken sandwich, um, which was delicious at Trogues as well. And the big pretzel. You got to get the Bavarian pretzel in those situations. At any rate, in your game, Bri, Jags actually had a nice long touchdown drive early. I thought, okay, Jags, all right. That was it. It was like three and out city after that. Stafford had a huge second half. Van Jefferson was solid as usual. Cup was his normally dominant self. Big plays. Odell Beckham Jr. got a touchdown. And the Rams got the get-right game that we all expected them to get. And I wish I would have tailed Steve Fezzik's pick in that regard. Tux Takes. Five days after joining the Washington football team, kicker Brian Johnson kicks the game-winning field goal to beat the Raiders 17-15. Yeah, it's so funny, isn't it? Like, you have no idea. The Jets were hoping that the kid, the young kid they got would get it done. He misses two extra points. Washington didn't really know. Their kid bangs a 47-yard game, 47 game winner. I mean, it's unreal. Washington possessed the ball most of the second half. They have found a way to win these close games. Part of it's because Heineke is getting the ball out quickly. He's taking the check downs. He's avoiding the major mistakes. He makes the critical plays late in these games instead of making the critical error. And he did it in this game without Logan Thomas, who tore his ACL, which is devastating for Washington, a huge loss. And he had just come back from an injury. I'm uh, my heart's broken for Logan Raiders had a slow start again, and they're just not scoring enough points. The only time they did was against the Cowboys when it was a pass interference fest. No Waller really hurts the Raiders. Tucks takes Ravens failed to convert the two point conversion that would have given them the win. So instead the Pittsburgh Steelers escaped with a 20 to 19 win. Really like the decision of John Harbaugh to go for two in that situation. You know, and by the way, Mark Andrews was wide open and he got a hand on the ball. Lamar Jackson just didn't throw him a great ball. I mean, he's put a little bit more air under it, let Andrews adjust for it. Should have easily been a two-point conversion for the Ravens win, but it didn't happen. So the decision, I believe, was a good one by Harbaugh. And he said he did it in part because they were running out of cornerbacks. Marlon Humphrey um, has a chest injury, it looks like. They're calling it a shoulder injury, but uh, Dr. Chow thinks he tore his pec tendon, which sounds awful, absolutely awful. The Ravens, uh, Ravens controlled the action the first half, I thought. They moved the ball pretty well, time of possession, you know, Pittsburgh never had the ball in the first half. But Lamar Jackson threw a heinous interception in the end zone. Again, reminiscent of what he did 
against the Browns. That those three points really cost them. And the Steelers actually ran the ball effectively in the second half and got the ball Deontay Johnson a couple times wide open for touchdowns. One was like they had two defenders run into each other. The other one was just a really good route by Deontay Johnson. And T.J. Watt was able to get back for the game. He only missed five days on the COVID list, which means he is vaccinated and didn't miss a single game as a result. So that says something about something. And there's no chance they win that game without T.J. Watt. Three and a half sacks? Are you kidding me? Gigantic, gigantic game. Speaking of, are you kidding me? You guys do realize with the free Fix Finder service at AutoZone, you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. If you're getting any dashboard lights, use the free Fix Finder. They'll give you possible solutions, all backed by verified technicians. They'll even send you your full results in a detailed Fix Finder report straight to your email. So you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop you can trust if you need to go to a repair shop. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. And you can only find it at AutoZone. So the next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, get in the zone. AutoZone. Tux Takes. Seahawks improved 4-8 after knocking off the Niners 30-23. Adrian Peterson scored his 126th touchdown. That ties him with some guy named Jim Brown, 10th all-time. Incredible. Uh, fake punt touchdown for Seattle early in the game was genius. Set the tone for the game that the Seahawks were going to pull out all the stops. They were coming to play. That was pretty obvious. Uh, Kittle had a huge day for the Niners that was ultimately wasted tiptoeing down the sideline at 250 going that fast is ridiculous although really this game should not have been close Gerald Everett I've never seen anything like it he had two horrible fumbles and he dropped the pass while he was going in for a touchdown that turned into an interception I mean he fumbled he, he gave the ball to the Niners Bry twice inside the five yard line did Gerald Everett. I, I I don't think I've ever seen a guy have that bad of a game at a t- position like tight end. And the Seahawks still won. And that's what's so crazy. That That's why if you're a Niners fan, this is like infuriating. Russell Wilson is back. He played awesome. Jimmy G, not great. Niners could not run the ball like they had been. No Debo, Debo Samuel really hurt them. And Trenton's cannon must point out suffered a very scary injury but it sounds like he's going to be okay they're keeping him in a hospital in seattle overnight that was scary they had the ambulance on the field and everything Tux takes. i'm glad to hear about campbell not going to be serious uh let's move on to the last game it's sunday night football chiefs beat the broncos 22 to 9 for their fifth straight win kansas city defense continues to impress They got a fourth down stop in the second quarter after the Broncos had a 20-play, 80-some-yard drive that took over 10 minutes off the clock, got nothing to show for it. 
nothing. And even a field goal at that point would have been nice, especially if you had Denver plus 10. At any rate, didn't happen. Kansas City's defense steps up again. You know, for the Broncos, Javante Williams is such a stud. I mean, he is. Uh, he was a great pick. Uh, the biggest play of the game was probably Sorensen's pick six. More or less put the game away um, for the for the Chiefs. But the, the Chiefs' offense is still not quite right. You know, now, now give the Broncos' defense credit. They're good, but it's still not quite right for whatever reason. But they got the win. They're on a roll. And that's ultimately all that matters. That'll do it for a monster Monday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, humanheadnyc.com, and steakhousesports.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 